Hi, I'm Kenzie. And I'm Emily. And this is The Claw Crypt. Crack open a cold one with us. While we discuss everything true crime, mysteries, conspiracies, and much more. be a little bit shorter depending on how much we banter well after that long ass episode it's fine (laughs) yeah but it's okay spooky oopies might end up being shorter than usual they're bonus episodes yes you guys are still getting more anyways so please don't be mad (laughs) yeah okay so we're gonna talk about the new england vampires Vampire creature things are mentioned throughout, like, all of history in all different areas. So, like, some of them even go all the way back to Adam and Eve. There's Jewish folklore that says Adam's first wife was a vampire because she feasted on her victim's flesh, which might end up being a future episode because that sounds interesting. That's intense. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But the details in history change depending on how far you look back and where you look. So today we're focusing on the New England vampires in, like, the 19th-ish century. That is all okay. we're looking at. Just that one little snippet. Yeah, so if you hear other stuff that, like, contradicts what I'm saying, don't come for me, because this is all we're <laughs> focusing on today. <laughs> Just this time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the info that I got came from a folklorist, Michael Bell. Oh, so he, like, studies folklore? Yes. Interesting. Um, also, a quick note, the term vampire didn't come up in New England until the very end of this panic. So, they call it, like, consumption. Consumption? Consumption, which I will get into in a second, but that's... Majority of the episode, I'm going to be referring to it as consumption or a vampire... Like, I can say, oh, this person had consumption, or this person was a vampire. It's the same thing. Okay. Noted. Okay, so I'm kind of gonna, like... Just dive right in? Yeah, it kind of gonna, like, ruin the mystery of, like, what a vampire really was in this area pretty much right away. But we need some context. Yes. We... Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... This takes place in New England, which is now Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. So, like, that whole, like, upper area was New England. Okay, so it's probably around, like, when the colony people came over and they're like, this is the new, like, how New Mexico is, like, the New Mexico. Yeah, and they hadn't, like, changed it to states yet, because, like, the U.S. itself wasn't they a thing They weren't yet. colonies yet, they were just exploring I don't know. I didn't pay attention much in history class, so. 19th century. They were already separate from England, because they were New England. They gained their independence, but they had already... You'll see. So it's after they were independent, but before they started the colonies. Mm Mm-hmm. Got it. So, in the 1800s, consumption... This is where I'm going to ruin it, but it... I kind of have to ruin it before we get into the stories, because otherwise the stories just are good. They're not going to make any sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, consumption is now known as tuberculosis. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. A bacterial lung disease. Um, 
It was estimated to have claimed about 2% of New England's population and 25% of the whole East Coast population. So it was quite a bit. Damn. Symptoms include coughing, bright red eyes, weight loss, blood coming from the mouth, sunken, pale skin, especially on the face and torso. Tuberculosis is a nasty disease. Yeah. I mean, it's not as deadly now. It still is very deadly, but it's not... Oh, yeah. As bad now. It's very hard to get rid of. I was learning about it in school, mm-hmm. and I had to get a TB test, so they, like, poke you with a thing, and then your skin gets a little lump for a while, and then, like, if you're reacting to it, and, like, if you're positive for tuberculosis, it, like, it's all red and hard, and, like, it's super... Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's like a rock in your skin is what it feels like, but then, like, if you don't have tuberculosis, it just kind of, like, goes away. I thought they would do, like, a blood test or something You can do for a blood it. test, but, like, the easiest way to do it is they put this little thing in your skin. Like, what she did is she took my arm, and I have to get another one on this arm, too, but, like, it, like she puts the needle in this, like, juicy stuff. I don't know. It's, like, some, it's <laughs> this some juicy liquid. Stuff. <laughs> it's a little liquid in a tiny little vial, and then she, like, puts it in your skin. Not in your vein, but, like, next to your vein, kind of, and then it, like, creates a little... It looks like a pimple, almost, like, on your arm for a little while, and then it goes away if you're negative. So hopefully the bump goes away. (laughs) Yes. So if you have a rock-hard lump after getting a TB test, go to the doctor! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it was and still is highly contagious, spreads really quickly. Yep, which is why we had to do it. (laughs) Yes. Um... Back then, they didn't know social distancing was a thing. This was pre-COVID. Way pre-COVID. So people didn't know that if you got coughed on, that you would probably get sick from whatever the other person had. Mm. Because of this, people did not avoid sick people, and they thought consumption was not contagious. They thought that it was (laughs) some other stuff that we'll get into. You can see kind of where my bump was. It's right here. It's like a little bit darker. Right here. It's a little bit darker. Yeah. You see that? Watch it gets rock hard. Oh my god. (laughs) It's been a week already. I can't. I hope not. Anyways, sorry. (laughs) Okay, so back then, it also was really common for like families to live together, even when the kids were adults and had families of their own. So it was, like, some people thought it was, like, connected to certain families just because everyone in the family would get Bad sick. genes. Yeah, but it was just contagious. <laughs> and if you lived in a house with someone that had it, more than likely it would work its way through the house, you know? Oh, considering how contagious it is. It, yeah. Yeah. I would assume the whole household. Treatment for this disease back then was a wholesome diet healthy manual labor, and fresh air. At the time, doctors thought the best way to get fresh air was horseback riding. So all of these very sick, almost dead people were riding around town on freaking horses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I could just imagine them, like, flailing around, like, <laughs> you know. It makes me wonder if people who were, like, practically on their deathbed were, like, strapped to the horses so they didn't fall. So they're just, like, laying there. Their arms are just all <laughs> over the place. 
But you know how, like, um, in some cartoons, like, they have their arms just, like, all wobbly from yeah. like, behind them? That's what I imagined. It's just like, ah, <laughs> behind you. That's probably what it looked like. Probably. <laughs> um, sometimes bloodletting was done. Bloodletting? You don't know what bloodletting is? No. They would, like, drain blood from you. It would be oh. like, oh, get the sickness out. and Oh. Yeah. That's not, that's not how that works. No. <laughs> it's not. But, you know, back then they thought that's how it worked. I mean, they didn't know shit. Um, but that was not commonly done for consumption. Uh, but if you were actually dying, you would be given morphine. <laughs> well, at least they were taking the pain away. Yep. Tuberculosis could cause you to slowly die, like very slowly, sometimes taking years back then. Oh my god. So you could be sick for a really long time and have symptoms the whole time or only have symptoms for like three months, but then have it for a year. So like, yeah, it was really weird. Hmm. That doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah. By the end of it, you look like you had been consumed. Hence the name, because of the sunken skin and the eyes and, like, Your weight loss. Your body's, like, eating you alive from yep. the inside out. So you can kind of get where we started to get the idea of, like, the classic vampire look from How that. super pale. Yeah. Bone skinny. Like, if you think of Dracula, he's, like, white. Like, yep. literally white, not, like, beige, like white people are, but, like, white, white. Mm-hmm. Like a marshmallow. But they didn't think that the people that had consumption were vampires. Well, in a way they did, but it was... It gets really weird, but... Okay. Supernatural stuff was huge back then. I mean, oh, everything... God, everybody was superstitious. Things were a lot yeah. different back then. Yeah. <laughs> everything was linked to something supernatural or, like the devil or it's just being sick just wasn't a thing back then (laughs) you weren't sick you were a witch or an alien or a vampire or Or you were possessed yeah (laughs) this eventually led people to think that the people who died from consumption were victims of vampires Hmm. i mean i could see how they'd think that yeah some believed that the dead loved one would come out of the grave and suck the life out of the living family members so they would like crawl out at night and be like (laughs) you know chomp down (laughs) i need a snack others thought it was some kind of psychic connection that gave them the power to do this from beyond the grave so they thought it was like like a ghosty spirit would come out of the grave so like the the body itself wouldn't actively come out, but it just, was like your soul coming yeah, out. Yeah, your soul would come out and like suck the soul out of your living family members. Huh. Yes. Weird. Okay, so now everyone's freaked out about this consumption shit. They decide they need to find out how to stop these vampires. <laughs> but because they were already in the grave, they started digging. Oh no. So if you if a family was sick, they would go dig up your the, dead grandpa yeah the dead relatives oh man i'm assuming most of the time they were already like decomposed and like practically almost bones at this point yep sometimes depending we'll get to a few of like actual 
things that happened, but... Okay. They thought the first ones to die were the vampires, I guess. So they started to examine the oldest bodies first. They would look at the body. If it seemed like it was less decomposed than it should have been, they cut it open. Oh, ew. The, like, chest area. Imagine that stinks, too. Yeah. And they felt around for organs. If the organs, specifically the heart, but other organs, too, were wet and had blood in them still, they were considered to be a vampire or possessed. (sighs) Do they... They obviously don't understand how decomposition works in the process of a rotting body. We'll talk about it later, but one person died during the winter, and so her body was frozen for a long time. And then they dig her up, and they're like, oh, she's hardly decomposed at all. And, like, they don't understand that she was literally frozen for a couple of months, and that stops decomposition. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. They didn't think their loved ones would harm them, so it makes sense that they thought they were, like, possessed in some way by, like, an evil thing. It was some other being that was, like, coercing them to, like, yeah. prey on their family. Convincing. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they found these wet organs, if they had wet organs in them, they would burn what they called the infected organs. What the fuck? And feed the ashes to the sick relatives because it was thought to be a treatment for consumption. So their sick relatives are eating dead bodies basically? Yep, just the ashes. Sometimes it'd be mixed into like a tea. Ew. But like... (laughs) That's like borderline cannibalism. Yeah. After the body's decomposed. It's not, like, fresh. (laughs) That is disgusting. Ew. Yep. Ew. I just want to know, like, this all seemed so logical to them back then, though. How? Like, how? How do you think of something like that? Like, oh, I bet if we mix their ashes into this tea, it'll help cure you. I don't know. What? But everyone seemed to be, like, agreeing with this. Like, everyone was like, yeah, you know what, Doc? You've got a point. I almost just shot White Claw to my nose. <laughs> <laughs> the, I just, I can't wrap my brain around that. That's just insane. Yeah. Then the corpse was beheaded. They would take the head off, and they would rearrange the body and skull into like the classic skull and crossbones logo that you see everywhere. Oh no. Yep. So like they'd have all the longer bones and stuff in an X and then the skull would be like in the upper triangle where that of the originated X. from? I mm, maybe slightly, but I feel like that didn't come along until No, pirates had that. Right? What if pirates got the idea from them and... Mm, no, the pirates kinda, were a thing, like, way, 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 way back in the day. Way before this. Yeah. So, maybe they got it from the pirates. Hmm, I kind of want to research this. But they would put their body like that. Um, or they would take... They would just take the head off and then place it 
in the hands at like the pelvic bone. So like they move the bone, the arm and hand bones down into like the lap. Like you're just kind of like chilling yeah, like this. Like with your hands. Come and then they would the put lap. your head like right here on your body. Like by your stomach. Yeah. Like by your womb area. Yeah, but if you were like super decomposed, your head was basically in your pelvic bone. Yeah, some thought consumption was from way back in their family, so they dug up bodies that were just bones, and that's when they would do the skull and crossbones layout most of the time. They thought it would make it impossible for them to rise out of the grave because they're practically, like, tangled up. So, like, how can you walk if your legs have been disassembled? Ha-ha, <laughs> we tangled you! Have yeah. fun getting out of the grave now! I mean, I don't know if that's exactly their thought process, but, like, <laughs> I... I could see why they would I could see the logic behind that on how they thought that that's how that worked. Well, because, like, if you think of, like, a skeleton or whatever, like, coming out of the grave, like, how are they supposed to be a full-on skeleton? Like, they're not going to put their (laughs) bones back into place. (laughs) Like, interesting. Yeah, this creepy ritual thing that they did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd definitely say it's a ritual. Uh, was usually only done with close relatives around, like just the family. Um, well, at least they kept the privacy of the yeah. dead. Uh, that Michael Bell guy that I said I got a lot of this information from referred to these grave rituals as almost therapeutic. Oh, like a way of grieving? Or like a way of like... Letting go the dead person is my guess. That would be like a funeral, but like, I'm guessing it's to like calm the mind. Like the anxiety of having the tuberculosis? Yeah. And like, they would give the ashes, most of the time it was only to the sick person, but they would give it to like the whole family as like a prevention of it like they thought kind it was of like, like a vaccine yeah like the original vaccine. yeah so it kind of <laughs> just like made the family feel better even though we think it's like gross and creepy and fucked it's, up it's kind of like how people like um kind of like how like when someone dies or something like you light a candle to like, yeah. let their soul go you know or like how you oh like Back in the day when they cremate people, it was to release their soul into the air kind of a thing to, like, make Free them. Better. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I can see how they kind of, like... Yeah. I feel I like know. it would also be, like, traumatizing, though, seeing your... Loved one Decomposing unburied. loved one and then dug up... They probably have, like, bugs and shit in them because oh. I'm sure their coffins, if they had a coffin, was just wood. You know, it's no wonder why people didn't live past, like, the age of 50. Yeah. <laughs> and then you burn that body or you behead it and rearrange it. And then you eat the ashes. Like, that sounds traumatizing, but I, I don't know. I mean, they stomached a lot of weird shit back in the day. So, mm-hmm. honestly... Like, beheading was such a normal thing back then. You know, the guillotines and stuff like that. So, honestly, they were probably used to this kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So, most of the time it was only done with close relatives and family and, you know, your little house of people, pretty much. However, towns in Vermont 
thought it was better to do this with hundreds of witnesses. Oh. Probably to convince them that consumption was being stopped and to calm people down. To, like, like, prove to them that they're doing something about it. Yeah, but, like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to dig up a body in front of hundreds of people and burn it and feed it to people. That is weird. Yeah. (laughs) I... As, like, a private family thing, I can kind of just, like, slightly see how that would be somewhat therapeutic. But for the whole public to see? No. Like, if if they did that to, like, my grandma, if they, like, did that right now in front of hundreds of people, I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, everyone like, is I'm seeing sorry, this. sorry, Grandma. Yeah. It's going to be kind of embarrassing, too, in a way. Like, I, I don't know. That just... That don't sit right with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also important to mention that different towns... And even, like, different religions did this whole consumption ritual thing differently. I believe it. Yeah, Massachusetts and Maine, most of the time, would just flip the body over. Like, oh. ha now you can't get out. <laughs> like, <laughs> they would just put like it on its stomach. Like, you can't put, a, put yourself into a crawling position and, like, get out <laughs> yeah. like that. What? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, though, that people did it different ways. Because even, like, today you think about different religions. Like, when our, you know, we went to our friend's funeral and we had to, like, walk around his grave in, like, a certain amount of circles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Like, that's just their way of letting go of the dead. And, mm-hmm. like, how... Um, like, how my family does it, we just, like, either cremate them or bury them, and then we say our goodbyes, you know, we bury them, whatever. And that's our way of letting go. So I can understand how people do it, like, different ways, but with their different beliefs, but... Yeah. My dad's side of the family does, most of the time, they do, like, the classic funeral, where you, like, have the open casket or closed mm-hmm. casket, you have the preacher, some people yep. go up, say their stories, you say your goodbyes, and then the whole funeral goes to the grave and you do like another different like ceremony type thing there that's where you say like your goodbyes and place anything you want to bury with yeah and a lot of the times you take a rose from the top of the casket as like a parting gift or you leave something on the casket or in the casket or whatever yeah and then my dad's side of the family does it too they bury it but my mom's side of the family most of the time we just do cremation or burial whatever the person wanted and then we do, like, a bonfire and a barbecue or, like, a get-together. And, yeah. like, it's more of, like, celebrating life on my mom's side than my dad's side. But both of them, like, you get closure either way, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Everybody has their different ways of grieving. Yeah. And that's not even different, like, religions or areas because they live an hour apart. That's just different preferences. Yeah. So I'm sure that was involved back then, too. Yeah. Like, people in the same town did it different ways. But then again... It is way back, and people were really, really strict about the type of religion that you practiced. Like, yeah. if you were, like, a Wiccan in a Christian community, you were, Gosh. like... There was no such thing as Wiccan back then. Well, yeah, but, like, <laughs> you, that's just a shitty example. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was not allowed. <laughs> if you even said, like, oh, which pie do you want? They'd be like, you're a witch. And yeah. set you on fire. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Yeah, kind of like I said earlier, some places only look at the heart. If there is blood in the heart, it was removed, burned, fed to the sick relatives, or they would inhale the smoke. That just sounds deadly. Yeah, that was... the Inhaling smoke wasn't thought to be a cure. That was more to be a like a vaccine type thing, like a preventative for it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. We're putting it in your body, but only through smoke. Yeah. Some vampire graves that they thought they had found were moved outside the cemetery and others were put back into like the same hole they dug them up from. And some of them were put in mass graves. (laughs) Aw, that's kind of sad. Yeah. In Europe, that's kind of where you get that, like, classic steak and heart vampire thing. Oh, yeah. That was common for them to dig up the bodies and either burn or stab them with a wooden stake, so. Yeah, that didn't really happen in New England. That was, like, just Europe. A different Europe. type of... Yeah. But I figured I would throw that in there because a lot of people are like, oh, you kill a vampire with a wooden stake. Okay, so now or I'm going to talk about... <laughs> I think garlic does come up soon, actually. I just I ate garlic part. bread today, so I'm safe from vampires today. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say a few stories. I don't know how many I have. I have a couple different little stories. Uh, We're going to talk about Mercy Brown. This is probably the most popular consumption Mm. story. Speaking of garlic, my burp tasted like garlic bread. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, so this was like the most popular one. Mercy Brown passed away in... She passed away in 1892. I always want to say 1900s just because there's so many stories we cover from the 1900s. I was going to say, damn, we time traveled. No, 1892 (laughs) in Rhode Island. She was possibly one of the last exhumations, I guess, done in that area. Okay. That's at least what researchers think. They were like rounding it up with her. Yes. Her mother, Mary, and her sister, Mary Olive. Mary and Mary Olive. Yes. That's an interesting name, Mary Olive. Olive was she... her middle name. Oh, but like so I... do you think she liked olives? Is that why they named her Mary Olive? Or like, what's going on here? <laughs> so you have Mary, the mom, Mary Olive, the sister, and Mercy, the sister. That would get confusing. <laughs> yeah. My mom already even calls me my brother's name sometimes. I can't imagine having a sibling named Emily and like <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm not even a dude, but like she'll call me by my brother's names. I'm like, Mom, I don't have a penis. Thank you. <clears throat> Anyways, Mary and Mary Olive passed away right before her brother Edwin became sick. Edwin went to Colorado Springs thinking the fresh air would help. While he was away is when Mercy got sick and died. Sad. Then Edwin got worse and he came home in what was said to be, quote, a dying condition. So he was like sick, sick at this point. Her father didn't want to disturb his wife and two daughters' bodies, so the townspeople did it for him. They did get permission. They thought that um, 
if they didn't stop this consumption vampire that it would eventually after the whole family was gone it would go after the town yeah like it would move from family to family he didn't want to do this to their bodies but he knew that if he didn't the townspeople would be mad and suspicious of him it was kind of like peer pressure yeah like why aren't you letting us do this if it's for the good of you and the town right that's a little weird dude and then he would probably be called the witch and burned or something you know (laughs) his wife mary and daughter mary were just bones Mercy is the one I was talking about earlier who had died during the winter or just before winter. So her bones and body was pretty well preserved because it had literally just thawed. Yeah. She was, her decomposing was put on pause. Yes. There was blood in her heart and liver. They also thought her nails and hair had grown. However, this was just the skin retracting. That's, like, one of the first things that happens yeah. during decomp is, like, your skin kind of, like, shrivels up and falls off. But because so the hair had... looks longer, but it's not. Yeah. Well, because if you think about it, like, your hair is, like, it goes into your skin and there's still, like, hair growing, like. Yeah. Yeah. In your I don't know. head. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it goes down a lot further than it looks like. Yeah, so once your skin kind of, like, shinks up, which is one of the first things that happens when you start to decompose. It's like it's going to look like your hair and nails are growing. And, like, I don't know how many people have seen a mummy, but when we went to the science museum, the mummy looked like it had really long nails. Yeah, but that's just, like, the nail that's underneath the skin yep. now, and you can just see it because the skin's not there. Yeah, and she was talking to us about that. There's like, a lady that said it, or maybe there was a sign that said it or something. But I remember being like, wow, it's got really long, really (laughs) dark nails. Like, that's kind of gross. That's kind of gross. It looked dirty. Well, I mean, usually they are buried in the dirt or, like... Well, it was a mummy, so it was in, like, a little tomb thingy. Yeah, and they were, like, wrapped up and stuff like that. Yeah. So they burned Mercy. Uh, Well, they burned her heart and mixed the ashes into a drink for her brother, Edwin. He passed away a few weeks later. His father lived and never got sick. Hmm. Which is interesting, but, you know. Maybe he was just, like, immune to it. Yeah. Like, some people are just immune to certain things. Soon after, Rhode Island was named the vampire capital of the world. Oh, gosh. News of this spread around the world, and... People are like, I'm not going to Rhode Island. Bram... Stoker, I think is how you say him. Uh, he's the author of the original Dracula. Yeah, he died in 1897, and they found newspapers of Mercy Brown's story in his stuff, leading to people to think that Mercy might have some inspiration on the original Dracula story. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of, like, the... Uh, vampire like background like the original other diseases and stuff like that all tied into the you know like what creates it today yeah or maybe he was like he had this idea out of it in his head about like what this creature's gonna be excuse me and then he, just, he started like reading into other things and then he was like hmm, damn so I'm gonna make this into what you know name it a vampire or whatever Oh, make more sense. Like, maybe there's it's probably just because that's how you could probably look up like 
his name and Dracula and like where he got the inspiration and there's probably a whole lot of evidence and there's probably more things than just consumption or tuberculosis. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Probably a lot more, but like I said, it probably like all ties in together and creates this one huge, you know, vampire type of thing. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Rachel Harris um, in Vermont. 1790, Rachel was one of the first cases of this vampire panic that was going on. Oh, no. Yeah, so they went from last to first. (laughs) (laughs) Backwards. Yes. One year after Rachel died from consumption, her husband, Captain Isaac, remarried Rachel's stepsister. Oh. Her name was Holden. Damn, what a player. <laughs> little incesty. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, that was your sister-in-law, technically. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that don't sit right with me. Yes. Shortly after they got married, Holton, which is a really weird name for a girl. Yeah, I was to say, um, one of my friends' names, kids, is Holton, and but he's a boy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, she started showing symptoms of consumption, causing Rachel's family and friends to think that it was her sister seeking revenge from beyond the grave. Oh, God. (laughs) In February of 1793, Rachel's body was dug up because Holden was literally on her deathbed. Her heart and lungs were removed and burned in front of hundreds of townspeople. Did not work. Holden ended up dying in September of that year. Sad. And because she did, the townspeople gave up on the idea that she was a vampire and instead determined that she must have been a witch. <laughs> and this is a hundred years after the witch trials had ended. <laughs> but they were like, you know what? Nah, she's a witch. <laughs> yep. A hundred years after the witch trials. And this town's like, ah. We had it wrong. She was a witch. <laughs> Solved it. She's yeah. a witch. Like, we should have burned her when we had the chance. Gosh. I can't wait to do the witch episode. I'm hoping to do that soon, but I know that's going to be more than one episode. Oh, there's a lot of stuff about witches. Yeah. Even if we just do the Salem witch trials. like yeah. That is at least two parts on its own. And there's witch trials from Scotland a, and all over the place. Like, that was a whole ass unit in school. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember learning about that in English class. Okay, so we're going to jump to the 1990s. Oh. Yeah, so we're going forward a little bit. 1990s? You sure it's not 1890s? 1990s. 1990s. Yep. So, like... You'll see. 30 years ago. Almost. Yeah, we're just gonna like we're gonna jump for a second just to say how some of the stuff was found, but then we'll we're gonna okay. I thought we're gonna go like back. A, I thought that you were gonna say like there was a vampire case, like somebody actually thought that there no. was a vampire, and I'm like, damn, we still didn't have enough common sense in the nineties to like. No. <laughs> had me on a confusion we, there for a second. Yeah, we know most of this information about like the consumption vampire possession thing because of archaeologists archaeologists i think i said that right yeah archaeologists and history experts so they kind of like explore around and like piece things together obviously like most history yeah and in the 1990s two boys from gritsward connecticut i think is how you say it sorry connecticutans gritsward connecticut 
Um, they were playing in a gravel pit when they stumbled upon a mass grave with 27 bodies in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, these were young boys. Like, their names weren't mentioned because they were minors. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh. The 27 bodies were from two families, just two, that died of consumption. The Rays and the Waltons, which we'll talk a little bit about the Rays. But I couldn't find hardly anything on the Waltons. Probably theirs just wasn't as interesting, I'm guessing. <laughs> Either that or harder to find because, they, you know, these are probably really, really old bodies and maybe they didn't have any, like, bloodline left and the Rays did or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Not enough ancestry to go off of. Yeah. Henry and Lucy Ray had two sons who became sick with consumption. Their names were Lamel and... I'm going to mess this one up. No, I'm not. Eliza. Eliza. Oh, Eliza. Eliza. I've always loved that name. Yes. I, I, every time that I, like, reread these notes to make sure I had everything, like, where I wanted it, I would always read it as Eliza. I'm <laughs> like, don't do that. It's Eliza. <laughs> I had a fake Facebook name of uh, Eliza. I don't know if you remember her. Eliza Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> these are both boys, though. Oh. Yeah, because they were two sons. Okay. So Henry and Lucy, their two sons, um, had consumption. And tuberculosis, but I'm calling it <laughs> consumption just to stick with the theme. Yes. Um, then their third son, Henry, became sick a few weeks later. According to newspaper reports, the family dug up the other two sons, burned them, reburied them, and Henry lived a long, happy life. Hmm. Go, Henry. So they dug up the bodies, burned the whole bodies, reburied them, and then Henry lived. Which, I mean, not all people that got consumption died from it, obviously, but it is yeah. a little weird. Suspicious. Yes. In the same spot of the gravel pit, they found a coffin that belonged to John Barber, who is... Was he a barber? No. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> John Barber died from consumption, obviously. They found that five years after his death, he was dug up, beheaded, his femurs and other long bones were put into the X shape. His heart was also missing. So he got like the crossbones thing, but they dug him up five years after he died. That's like a long time. Like that's gotta be nasty. If there's any flesh left, ew. Probably not. But, ugh. Okay, so another theory that led to the whole vampire thing could have been rabies. Most people believe it was tuberculosis that caused the vampire pan panic, but rabies may have played a part as well. The whole rabies thing was more common in England, but may have had an effect on New England too, because I mean, all animals can get rabies. Yeah. I mean, I could see it. Yeah, rabies was way more common than it is today back then. Oh, if yeah. you think about it, when you get bit by a rabbit animal, you get rabies. This causes confusion, aggression, hallucinations. So if a human with rabies were to bite someone, would they also get rabies? You would think so. Yeah. Like, it's got to be super contagious still. Mm-hmm. And if a vampire bites a human, they become 
vampire. So the rabies ah, thing kind of makes a little bit, yeah. It's probably a mix of both, honestly. Like, the look of tuberculosis mixed with, like, the actions of rabies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rabies also causes sensitivity to light and dislike of strong smells, like garlic. Ah, there we go. I was like, I knew I had garlic in here somewhere. I love garlic. You you better know damn well that I'm no vampire because I love my garlic. As soon as I stop eating garlic is when you need to panic. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Same. Put my heart in the crossbones and, like, drain my blood. Put me on a horseback, tie me up, and set me free. Like, (laughs) (laughs) And then I would go to prison, but... (laughs) People back then weren't considered to be rabid. Is that what you call it when you have rabies? It's yeah. like a rabid animal, I think. Yeah. Um, if they could stand to see themselves in the mirror, which we all know the classic vampire thing where they, don't they look can't, in mirrors. They can't see their own reflection. Oh. Like or you they have no reflection. So like Yeah. In the movies, you know, the vampire's standing in front of a mirror and the girl's like <gasps> <laughs> oh my god you don't have a reflection <laughs> you know damn it edward <laughs> which also was a tie back to rabies which is super weird because this whole thing that i was watching and looking up most of the places i looked only mentioned tuberculosis but then i found one thing on rabies and it compared the two and i was like you know what this one thing might have a point well for the new england ones it was tied Rabies was tied into more vampire panics in different parts of the world in different times. But for New England, it was all tuberculosis. Maybe they didn't believe in rabies. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> or they didn't know of it yet, maybe. Yes. I don't know. Once word got out about tuberculosis, the vampire panic ended. Like That was it. People were like, oh my god, what did we do? <laughs> maybe, just maybe, it wasn't vampires. <laughs> It is proven that at least 80 graves were found with vampire grave evidence, is what they call it, in just New England. But experts believe it is closer to 200 in that area. They just haven't found it yet because it's not like they're digging up graves and stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> you'd have to dig every inch of the damn earth over there to mm-hmm. find everybody. And it's not like, you know, they, they can't morally just go dig up graves to look. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little morbid to go and just dig up some random person's grave. Yeah, and like I said in the beginning, all of this information is from the New England Vampire Panic. Any other parts of the world doesn't pertain to this episode. <laughs> Not this one. Yes, I could have easily done like 15 parts if I were to do every single vampire thing in history. There's a lot, but that's all I'm doing for this. Do you think they were sparkly? Like the cones? Maybe. I mean, if something, if you get like super, super, super pale and you're like sweating, then maybe they thought that, maybe that's where the sparkles came from. I don't know. I want to know what made the Twilight people like, you know what? We're going to make these motherfuckers sparkle. (laughs) I don't know. That is really (laughs) weird. Most of the time... Vampires, like, burn in the sun, or it yeah. hurts them. 
But in Twilight, they're like, nah, they're just gonna shimmer. They're gonna be like a damn disco ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I like it. When you said that, the immediate thing that popped into my head is like, if you hung like Edward from the ceiling and you spun him in a circle with a light shining on him, he'd be a literal disco ball. <laughs> and he wouldn't die if you hung him from his neck. He, right? Maybe. No. I don't know. He wouldn't because he's a vampire. He, you have the, the, the snake thing in Twilight, right? How do they kill the vampires in Twilight? It's been such a long time since I've seen Twilight, so I don't, I don't know. Oh, they tear it apart and burn it to pieces. Okay, I was gonna say because I know there's that scene where like the truck's coming at Bella and Edward's like, boom, and the truck gets like dented in the school parking lot, and Bella's yeah. like, <gasps> oh, oh good. There was a Snapchat <laughs> filter that I saw with someone that uh, they put it on her face during that scene, and it was just the absolute most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And, like, her face was just, oh, you know. Like. Those movies, if you go back and watch them, they're just cringy. Like, yeah. they're bad. I loved them as a kid. Like, I remember I was probably, like, seven or eight years old when I saw the first yeah. Twilight movie or somewhere around that age and I thought it was like the most interesting thing ever I love Twilight and then I go back now and I'm just like ew <laughs> like I just I can't I think it's okay so I watched Twilight and then I got into the Vampire Diaries and the Vampire Diaries is a hundred times better than Twilight and I think yes. that after I watched the Vampire Diaries the originals and the legacy all of the spinoffs that they did, and if I go back to try to watch Twilight, I'm like, oh, this it's is just, shit. It's just not the same. <laughs> yeah. It still has nostalgia. Yes. Like, you know, but I'm not gonna have a birthday party themed Twilight anymore like no. I used to. <laughs> it's... No. No. And if I do ever rewatch them, I'm not telling anybody. No. <laughs> that's not something you should be proud of. No. I, I don't know. I don't understand how Twilight got so big. I don't like, know either. There was a point in time where I owned every single Twilight movie. I had all the movies and books, but I'm I never sure. read all the books. I never read them. I only read the first two books, and I then wonder, I stopped. <laughs> I wonder if the books are better, though, than the movies. They've got to be. I don't remember. Maybe. I read them so long ago. Right now I'm reading the Game of Thrones books, and the books are ten times better than the... <gasps> I, did you watch the new episode of House of Dragons? Yeah, I did. <laughs> There's another one that comes out tomorrow. I know, I'm so excited. And this is like been, it's like what I look forward to every week. I'm like, Sunday I is can't House of Dragons. believe that, okay, the, we're going to do like a slight spoiler. Well, it, if you like the show, you've watched it by now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh, I can't believe Dad, the king, I forgot his name, but he was like, you know what? I'm not going to marry that 12-year-old. Instead, I'm going to marry... My daughter's best friend. My daughter's best friend, who's probably, like, 15 years old. I saw that coming, though. I did, too. Especially after her dad was like, go comfort the king mm -hmm. and put on your mother's dress. Yeah, you know, and like she brought back the dragon that had, like, fallen on the ground. Yeah. Or, like, the statue, and then, like, it broke, and she, like, had the stone people put it back together for him and stuff. So I kind of saw it coming, but, like... Ew. Like, if my dad was like, I'm gonna marry Emily, I would be like, uh? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse yeah. you? But, and her reaction, though, um, Rhaenyra's reaction, though, was, like, perfect. She's like, um, excuse the fuck out of you, and just, like, leaves the room. She's yep. like, I'm done. I can't do this. But, but they went there. 
I mean, I can understand <laughs> it, though, from, like, a bloodline point of view. Like, yeah. back in the day where the classes are, like, the most important thing. Like, yeah. granted, and the And there wasn't really a pedophile... No. Back people, then? People you know? were marrying off their daughters at, like, 13 years old at yeah. that time, you know. Incest so, wasn't like, a thing either back then, no, so... they fucked their cousins, especially in the Targaryen household. They were... They Lovers. like to keep it in the bloodline. Cersei and Jamie. Yeah. They were siblings. Oh, yeah. But we all saw how Joffrey turned out. Oh, God. I am really happy that they are keeping the... Um, like, if you watch... Game of Thrones, and then you watch House of Dragons. They kept it really similar, like yes. theme wise. They took. I love how they mentioned the Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> even though that's not gonna happen for like hundreds of years yet, but mm-hmm. nice. I, I like how they tie the things into it, and like they did that on purpose because I was watching like mm-hmm. the inside the episode thing because mm-hmm. I was like, I need more. Um. And, like, uh, I love how they have the original people of each house, like how they had the Rickon Stark, and I was like, oh, that means they named Rickon after, like, his great, great ancestor, and I was like, I just, I loved it. Me too. A lot of people are, like, they don't like the show, though. I've seen a I lot do. of people hating on it. And I, I think like, that a lot of people wanted to know about the Mad King, because that got brought up a lot in Game yes. of Thrones. I'm wondering, though, if but towards the end of the series, they're going to mention the Mad King. I was going to say, if they brought the Mad King in right away, right after the Mad King is when Game of Thrones happened. There would be no storyline yeah. to tell. It would just be two seasons at most. Yeah. Whereas now, they can carry it out. And I'm sure, like, it'll go through time, mm-hmm. too. Some, but I, I don't remember where I saw this, but I saw that Daenerys was going to be in... House of Dragons. Yeah, I saw that too. So I'm wondering where they're going to tie her into it because she's the daughter of the Mad King. Mm-hmm. So they if, might have her come back as an actor as somebody else. Maybe that's what she meant. I thought she was Rhaenyra's at first and then I looked at her and I was like, no, that's not the same person. Mm-mm. But They look really similar though. But if they bring in Daenerys as Daenerys, then they have to be mentioning the Mad King at some point. Yeah. So it's got to happen eventually. Is like kind of where I'm getting at. I don't know. I Probably. really like it personally, but I was also obsessed with Game of Thrones, so like anything that relates to Game of Thrones, like you best bet I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um Okay, that was yeah. a lot of Game of Thrones, but oh yeah. <laughs> Has nothing to do with vampires, but <laughs> <laughs> There's your weekly spoiler cuz we had one last week too. <laughs> <laughs> It's a new uh, show. We're watching it at the same time. We're going to yeah. talk about it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that um, is New, the new England, England Vampires. And uh, we might do more vampire episodes in the future. Not right away, because, like, obviously we'll space it out, give you a break from vampires. Yeah. But there... Give you some more There's other a stuff. lot of really interesting vampire history out there. Well, so if you're still sticking around right here, um, make sure you check out our Instagram and our Facebooks. And um, if you have any suggestions, ideas, or stories of your own you would like us to share, send us an email at theclockcrypt at gmail.com or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram, which is either at theclockcrypt or at theclockcryptpodcast. And that's it. Yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Bye.